The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. We have with us now our resident medical expert, Dr. Eleanor Galvin. Eleanor, how are you? Happy Christmas. Good. Happy Christmas, Anton. Am I right in saying that 103% of people in the country currently have some form of respiratory illness? Because everybody I meet... I would think 200% of everybody <laughs> in the country is respiratory. As the, the rest of them are in a There's a lot of stuff yeah. going around, oh, isn't there? horrific. Yeah, horrific. So we have texts, a lot related to that, saying, what is the difference between a runny nose and RSV in a child? Because there's further warnings yeah. about cocooning young kids in respect of RSV. And what are the signs that I should look out for to tell the difference? Um, I suppose there's a big difference between a runny nose and RSV eventually. But start, RSV starts off with a runny nose, then they start coughing, they start to go off their bottles, they can start wheezing. And then you give, they get a temperature, you kind of try and, you know, push fluids at home, give them calpolneurofen and hope for the best but watching out for the more serious signs of when a child starts to go off their bottle, their temperature's not coming down, they're starting having difficulty breathing. And that's kind of three, four, day five into it. So you might think that they should be getting better in a few days if it was a cold, but RSV, it kind of goes on a little longer. And then if your child starts to get into distress, you have to move quickly and go to the GP or if it's bad, go to any. And signs of distress are off the bottle, not wetting nappies, sort of chest and stomach going concave when breathing, that kind of thing? Yeah, breathing very fast, being kind of clammy, um, not drinking their bottles, not terribly alert. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes people think, oh, I didn't know whether I should bring them, I don't want to be wasting your time. If you have a sick baby, especially a small baby or a premature, you're not wasting anybody's time. Uh, they'd rather see you now and do something than then ha- have, it, have it become worse. Because that's always a worry for parents. They don't want to bring in a child and be told oh, the child is grand. Well, I, 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 th- I love to tell people their child is grand. <laughs> because, do you know what I mean? Nobody wants a terribly sick child. And it's very hard to decide these things yourself in the middle of the night. We got another one saying, I struggle with my weight and I am worried about all of the culinary temptations over Christmas. What would you advise? Now, my understanding was that medically speaking, from the 22nd of December through until almost the 1st of January, calories don't exist, I thought. I would be of the same kind of idea. I would kind of think, let it go, enjoy Christmas. It's just a fun time. The rest of the year to suffer. <laughs> um, but maybe they're a person who, when they let go, they get really stressed or maybe they have a little bit of a control issue over how much they eat and they are working hard all year and then they're going to undo it all in two great weeks. I, I would think... One How much weight can you put on in two I, weeks? I though? think so too. I think maybe get up and go for a walk every day. Um, try not to snack too much. Be good most of the time. Have some fun the rest of the time. And don't drink so much alcohol because that'll make you... That's just empty calories. Enjoy the turkey and all the other bits and pieces, the quality street. A bit of protein. Yeah, yeah, a bit of protein. Um, another one asking, a weird one. Um, what causes tingling in the neck? It's like a spider walking on it. I've recently been awake at night itching. Legs very itching, sometimes arms. You see, that could be from nothing to all sorts. So I think like a tingling in the neck is not really terribly attached to the itching bit. So tingling in the neck could be a pinched nerve from a disc or a muscle in your neck. And then the itching in your legs and your arms, um, maybe you're allergic to something, but also maybe you've got kidney or liver disorder, um, which can be cause itching, especially if anything that wakes you at night is generally something that should be looked into. So if you have itching legs and arms, you should have a blood test to make sure you've not got uh, kidney or liver disease. 
So that would be one of those things that we kind of think, ooh, that's a bit funny, you know. So I do think that probably needs to be followed up. Hopefully. That's an, an interesting principle, though. Anything that wakes you up at night, yeah. get somebody uh, to have a look at it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're pain in a joint and it wakes you at night, those sort of things are pain in your head or wakes you at night. They're always kind of things that say that's more serious. On the topic of things that wake you on the night, this is a, a text, but I ask it because I, I may have a dog in this fight myself. Okay. Text says, I frequently get cramps in my feet and they seize up. Would there be an obvious cause? Uh, frequently get cramps. Well, maybe they're wearing high heels. Um, <laughs> anything you want to tell us? Mine uh, is occasional, but every now and yeah. then I get a toe that locks down. Oh, like, oh, God, just cut off the foot. And I think sometimes that's a lot of walking are low salt levels. So sometimes drinking tonic water um, magnesium supplements, things like that people take to stop foot cramps. Some people are more prone to them to others, but kind of a good soft sole, not too high a heel gotcha. um, and some tonic water. But I don't think it's a sign of anything awful, but it's going to be very uncomfortable. So, uh, so G&Ts and kitten heels for me over Christmas. Text saying, I have been recently diagnosed with having a fatty liver. My doctor tells me my ALT levels are high. This goes up and down. I have Crohn's and acid reflux and ulcers in my stomach. I don't drink. What can I do to improve or help my liver? I've been cutting down on eating red meat. Male age, aged 64. God, that's tough, isn't it? Yeah, so, and that could well be secondary to the medication he's on. So an ALT goes up for alcohol um, medications and medications and weight. So a fatty liver is a bit like having a fatty bottom. It's where you store your fat. So some people are unfortunately sore fat in their liver. Uh, and then you just follow the principles of um, eating a low-fat diet, taking exercise, things like that. But I'm sure it's being monitored. And his Crohn's and things are much bigger thing and I suppose if he can keep his weight do as well as he can keep away from the alcohol he's bound to be on medication so I suppose it's just to be monitored but I think he's doing pretty good There's one here that is I mean talk about a, a broad topic but it's a question that says what are the kind of potential complications involved with older motherhood Did you see the case during the week a, a woman in her early 70s giving birth? No Yeah and now one assumes IVF. I didn't see all of the details. I assume I a lot of science went yeah. into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's more complications of absolutely everything if you're an older mother. But also, I, they only do it because they really want a baby. So there's huge amounts of joy as well. Um, so yeah, of course there's pitfalls of having them older than people are having them older these days. Quite often they can. Have but what early. used to be the threshold for technically a geriatric pregnancy? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Actually, the people aren't be, even starting now. To be defined as geriatric on a medical. Five. Yeah. So 42 is kind of, but an awful lot of people, I suppose, sometimes people think people are having babies at that age just because they were very lucky, have great genes and their ovaries are still going strong. That's not true. Like they, people are getting a lot of signs when they are older. Now I'm talking about significantly older. Quite often it's not just good luck. It's, it's, there's been a, a long story to it. Eleanor, as always, thank you so much. Have you big plans for Christmas? Are you going uh, to I'm going to start my shopping today. Oh, very good. It's, it's always nice to know that we didn't drag you in to uh, do the show just exclusively, but you're getting to knock out a bit of shopping as well. That is uh, Eleanor Galvin. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.